This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hi everyone, it's Doc with a special announcement. We are going to take a cruise through some of our most popular episodes from prior seasons to get everyone fired up in the hiking off-season. Now, our new content will continue to drop on Saturdays each week, but we will also be re-releasing these great episodes on Monday for your morning commute. I know you've all heard about Classic Rock. Well, we're going to call these episodes Classic Dock. Sit back, settle in, and enjoy the ride. sun shines not on us, but in us. The rivers flow not past, but through us. John Muir. And that, folks, is what I was trying to avoid in the summer of 2017. I did not want the water to flow through us. The previous winter had been particularly heavy with snow, and the Sierras had seen record amounts of snowfall. Consequently, the rivers along the JMT this summer were swollen and dangerous. Jukebox and I hit the trail in the middle at Muir Trail Ranch and we're now heading towards Mount Whitney, the southern terminus of the John Muir Trail. In preparing for the hike, I had read of high water warnings and had even seen an account of a hiker who had lost her life trying to cross the south fork of the King River where it intersected with the John Muir Trail. There were now trail advisories taped to trail signs encouraging hikers to look for crossing points further upriver than the crossing point because it was way too dangerous to cross in its current conditions. Jukebox and I had camped the previous night at Palisade Lakes, gotten up early, and crested Mather Pass early in the morning, and we were now heading south toward the most dangerous point on the trail this summer. Would we be able to find a suitable crossing point before the trail intersected with the river? I'm Doc, and this is the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Welcome to the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Lace up those boots and sling on the pack for a romp through trails, short and long. With your host and renaissance man, Doc, it's time to embrace the suck. From the backcountry to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer Products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water. 
using time-released liposome technology, topical insect repellents, and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going, knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your pod- podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like my creativity has raised to another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. All right. Thank you for tuning in this week as we take an in-depth look at the 31-mile section of the trail from Muir Pass to Pincho Pass. We're going to be discussing this section of the trail as we experienced it in a southbound direction. I'm very excited to welcome back to the pod Chopper and Jukebox, and I understand that Buddy will be joining us uh, in progress. So how's it going, guys? Oh, things are great. So Buddy's probably going to be joining us in progress from a Cinco de Mayo party or something to that effect. That's what I'm guessing. He might be double fisting it tonight. So <laughs> if he shows up with a sombrero on the Zoom call, we'll know. Okay. I'm a jukebox here. I'm excited for this portion of the the uh, southern half of the JMT. You know, this was my first uh, pass. You know, Muir Pass was the first one I completed on the southern half. So some fond memories there, and also some some pain. Um, so we'll uh, we'll jump right in. All right. Now, I've experienced this section of the trail twice, once with Buddy and Chopper in the summer of 2015, and then two years later with Jukebox. In a previous episode, Chopper and I talked about the section immediately preceding this one, uh, ending that episode with a description of Muir Hut and its inspiration from the stone beehive homes from the Italian Heel. Remember that, Chopper? I do. I was uh, very inspired, went out and looked it up, and uh, came to the realization that's why, that's why we call you Doc because you have all the information. It's pretty accurate, right? That's right. Very good. Well, today we're going to start where we left off from that episode at the Muir Hut and kind of combine our insights and recollections from those two trips in 2015 and 2017. But before we get too far down the trail, let me take care of some preliminaries. First of all, Alabama, still not listening. They've been resistant to our efforts and we are holding strong at 38 states and the District of Columbia. But I do have some very exciting news for the pod internationally. We are up to 16 countries having added South Africa and either uh, Qatar or Qatar, depending which side of the Mississippi you live on, uh, to our our listenership. Very nice. And wait for it. We even reached number one in the Apple Podcast Wilderness Charts in Qatar. Oh, very nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, there were only two podcasts on that chart, but... I will have you know that the JFM pod was number one. What do you think of that? I think it's spectacular. Do you get like box seats for the, uh, when they host the world cup next time, something exciting like that? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. I'll have to keep checking the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks like, it looks like buddy has entered the waiting room. We'll see, uh, see if he comes through here in just a few minutes here. Oh, we see something. Hey, buddy. Oh, there he is. Yeah, we see Buddy. <laughs> buddy, we're live. Uh, we're live on the pod right now. You are muted. Unmute yourself. Muted no longer. Just coming Dude. up the trail yeah. to meet you guys. Nice. Oh, there nice. we go. We were, we were uh, hypothesizing that you might be coming from a Cinco de Mayo uh, festivity. Oh, I only wish. I only wish. I'd be in a much better mind state. <laughs> tough day at work today nah it was just fine nothing nothing as good as a little Cinco de Mayo celebration though what could be better than that all right hey we just shared that we are the number one podcast in Qatar in the wilderness charts yeah. 
I'll, I'll have a margarita to that. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So buddy, just get you caught up. We are talking about Muir pass to Pincho pass today. So we're going to cover yep. Muir Mather and Pincho and everything in between. All right. All right. Everything so here's an matters. overview of the elevation stats for this section. We're going to be covering three passes, as I just said, starting with Muir and then on to Mather and then eventually finishing up at Pincho Pass. Muir is at 11,980 feet and Mather is at 12,100 feet. And in between the two, we hit our low point at just over 8,000 feet at the Middle Fork Junction. After Mather Pass, we descend down to the main South Fork Kings Crossing at just over 10,000 feet. And then we climb back up to Pincho Pass at 12,130 feet. All right, so let's back up to our starting point just outside of Muir Hut, sitting on top of Muir Pass. On each of those trips in 2015 and 2017, we took a decent break at the hut, if you guys remember. Had some good trail snacks and some water. Uh, spent some time inside the hut, and then we headed on down towards Helen Lake. Let's go. Yeah. And uh, coming down from the hut, when you go down, you, you move quick. You, you get off of that peak in a hurry. Yeah, when we hit a little patch of snow the time we went, I, you guys probably hit more chopper and, uh, I mean, with the uh, jukebox and docks the second time you went, there was a lot more snow. But we, we hit a few patches there on the way down. That was kind of fun. Yeah, with Buddy saying we moved pretty quick off of that pass. And Chopper, you're exactly right. We had some snow. I'll let Jukebox chime in with how that Different trek was experience. down from, from Muir Pass. Yeah, I mean, the the ascent to Muir Pass was probably not as lengthy as what you guys experienced because of the snow. I think we actually had quite a bit of shortcuts up the the uh, mountain there just because you were just following the snow foot foot pass it was just pretty direct route straight up um it was hard nonetheless but then on the way down it was a combo of exhaustion and slipping and sliding where i think i was also a little dehydrated i got to the point where i just put everything down and said we're stopping here and i found the nearest <laughs> water source and was filtering as it was so frustrating there was no path um it was exposed very exposed um and the snow was just brutal to hike through yeah we were post-holing yeah. and walking over ice bridges you can hear the water running burning beneath our feet uh it was pretty pretty dicey in some sections we had to kind of pick our way through and make sure we didn't fall through but it was it was long it was a long haul down that down that hill so walking across snow fields yeah. is one of my least fun things because you just don't know what's underneath you you don't know if it's a rock or a hole or, or what you're going to fall through to yeah. yeah, and just monotonous, you know, you, it, it, you already know what your steps are. You're not looking past anything. You're just, oh, look at that, more white. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, also little difference in, in those, those two trips, time of day, um, when the three of us hit Mirror Pass, that was real early in the morning. That was just getting going, um, I, if I remember correctly. So we, we were still pretty, pretty fresh, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ours came at the end, at the end of the day in 2017, and we were we were looking for a campsite and just slogging down. It was it was it was yeah. pretty tough. Yeah, I do remember there, there were some pretty cool lakes right past the Muir Pass, and I do remember one distinctive one. We sat we sat got a, a sip of water. We were just kind of hanging out for a bit, and uh, some hiker came walking up, threw all his gear <laughs> off, dove in the water, jumped back out, started putting his gear on, and then he looks over at us and he goes did you see me drop my glasses? And we were like, uh, <laughs> no. And he turns around, jumped back in the lake, came back up with his glasses on, put him back on, put the rest of his gear on and just kept on walking. It was like totally yeah. surreal. It, it felt like the whole experience was maybe a minute. Yeah. You know, it was like, it seemed like he didn't even break pace and his pack was off. He, he knew dang well he was hopping in that lake to clean off for that day. And flawless <laughs> and, and to, to come back in you know when, when he's like my glasses i was like well sucks for you dude because your glasses <laughs> are are down there somewhere in the murk and they're gone but dude like radar he just went straight to him rada popped out put his pack on put his glasses on and was off in a flash yeah and i think he was a pc tier if i remember correctly yeah. and so he had another two thousand miles to go uh without <laughs> glasses which would have been would have been painful yeah for sure. Now, yeah. I think I think that was I think that was Helen Lake. Uh, which, I believe so. 
Yeah, and I think um, I said in a, in a previous episode that Wanda Lake on the other side of Muir Pass and Helen Lake are both named after John Muir's daughters. Uh, Helen Lake is named after Helen Muir Funk, I believe is her married name. Funk, that's a good one. Funk. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, little little like unassuming. Helen, Helen Reddy Muir or something like that on the other side? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Can you hum a few bars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was like it kind of hooks left right you can where we we stopped you could kind of look down the trail and left was where the little lake was that that mr spectacles hopped into that's correct that's correct and it wasn't too far after that lake that we had our first encounter on the trail uh with a an actual ranger you guys remember that in 2015 oh, yeah yep yeah he was he was really cool um just check for a minute chat us up see how things were going I think that might have been the guy that I buddied up a little bit and just talking and I'm like, what, you know, what, what's up with, here's my permit, but if I didn't, you know, and, and he told us a little of the difference between, uh, if I remember the terms right, a, a commissioned ranger and a not and carrying a weapon and what, what different authorities they have. Exactly. I mean, if you, if you don't have a permit and you're that far into the wilderness, what are they going to do? It's not like they're going to you know, load you up in the car and take you off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Call a helicopter and fly me out of here? <laughs> no, I'm, I, yeah, I think no. our defense would have been, okay, we don't have a permit. We're going to hike out of here as soon as we can. Right. As fast as we can. We're on our way. Thank you. I, I lost it when I jumped in that lake. It's got to be down there. <laughs> there. There you go. Go check. It's there. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go ahead yeah, and say that uh, this is, this is a, a dream job. You know, I finished my current career. I'm going to go go get my ranger degree and uh, take up residence out there in the Sierras and just hike around and check permits and make sure they're not building oh, fires where they're not supposed to. I'm sure oh, Mrs. Doc would appreciate that. Yeah, I'm going to drag her <laughs> along. She's been spending so much time uh, in isolation with you. It's like, nope, no more of this. They, yeah. they would need a, a, a special uh, glamping yurt for that event to take place, I think. <laughs> Um, a, a friend of mine, you know, childhood family friend for forever, uh, wa got some luck and, and quite a bit of success in, in the acting world. But he would always say, you know what, if not this, I want to be a park ranger. <laughs> and uh, his agent one time telling the story about, you know, just kind of a messy, dicey situation. And in the middle of it, my friend looks over to him and just goes, park ranger. <laughs> like, why am I not doing that right now? <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, I you're gonna say you grew up to be Brad Pitt or somebody exciting like that. Not not of that caliber, but pretty darn successful in his own right. Um, Fast and Furious and stuff like that. So oh, nice. did well for himself. Um, but uh, the the you guys talking about the the post hole and stuff like that coming off of Mirror Pass that that reminds me of uh, of a guy I I buddied up on on one of our sections that was hiking in on on a big snow year coming up south on the PCT uh, and, and talking about people, you know, closer to, to Whitney and stuff that uh, he saw a couple of helicopter rescues of, of people, you know, post holing and tumbling and, and snapping their legs and, and all that stuff. And, you know, <laughs> so asking him about, well, you know, what, what, what's the drive there when it's, you're coming so early in the season from that much snow and, uh, his trail name kind of explained it all. His trail name was Hardway. He's like, I, I just always have to learn the hard way. Nice, nice. Now, in 2015, we, we like you said, we kind of got over the, the pass and down early in the day, and we went on quite a bit before we hit our campsite. But uh, Jukebox and I, in 2017, we actually camped not too far past uh, Helen Lake, uh, we went down kind of a chute canyon there for a little bit and came across Pete's star or star camp campsite, star camp. And I looked that up after the fact. I didn't know that that was what it was called, but um, you might remember from previous episodes, listeners, we've talked about Pete star um, who was a Stanford track star who lost his life on um, Michael Minaret and was recovered. His body was recovered by uh, Norman Clyde. And, um, I think it's named after Pete Star because that makes sense because the next the next item, the next big geographical item out there is called Big Pete Meadow. So Big Pete Meadow and Star Camp being so close to each other, I'm pretty sure that's named after Pete Star. So Yeah, that makes sense. 
we that's where we were before we kind of had to adjust in flight that that was one of our planned campsites for for one of the section hikes we did yeah and when jukebox and i got there it was it was pretty crowded already it was late in the day we kind of struggled down the hill it was late couldn't find anywhere to find you know do uh filtered water couldn't find any campsites until we got to star camp and it was there's probably what 12 15 people yeah. already in and about there a good amount of people. I honestly think that once we got there, we put up our tents as quickly as possible. I think I went and got water, and then I think we just called it. As soon, I think that was a very short uh, post-hike campsite. Yeah, there was a, a nice couple that allowed us to camp right next to them. They had come in the previous day, and they had come in through, I think it was Bishop Pass, and mm-hmm. they had gotten there late in the afternoon and had hiked down Bishop Pass, and um, we're going down the switchbacks, and it got too dark for them. And they eventually just set up, they told us they set up camp right in the middle of the trail. There was, there was no, no places to the left or the right. And they said, enough is enough. It's getting dangerous. There's a big water crossing in front of us. And they decided not to do that in the middle of the night, which is probably a good call. And they just set up their camp in the, in the middle of the trail. I love it. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, you want to go hiking and get out on these trails to, you know, get away from people. But Sometimes when there's a good amount of people at a campsite, you know, it's kind of a, a fun experience, you know? Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed I agree. it. It's a good scene. And, you know, the people that are out there, obviously ourselves included, are just good people. They're the kind of people you want to, you want to be around. They're got a, got a good head on their shoulders, you know, know, know what's valuable, know when to give space, know when to share. And it wasn't too much longer after big after uh, Star Camp that you make that that uh, I think it's a, maybe a right turn, and you actually head down the mountain. You're you're on a on the switchbacks again, going down severe downhill, and you're right next to the river. Remember which river that was? Is that was that? Middle Fork. I think it's in that area. Yeah. Yeah, so we followed the, the switchbacks down and got into um, part of the hike where there, when Dukebox and I went through, there were a lot of trees kind of covering the trail. We had a lot of detours to make. We had to go over trees, around trees. Um, I don't remember that from when, when the three of us hiked it two years previous. Yeah, it was pretty clean when we went through. Yeah. And That's we got... You, you, you come up on uh, that, that big, that rock, the famous rock. It's got the, the mouth and... People put the uh, the teeth inside of it, so it looks like a big dinosaur head. I don't know if it has an official name, but it just looks like a big dinosaur head. Yeah, I have always referred to that rock popular, as the popular photo spot. Yeah, I've always referred to that rock as the beast. I don't know if that's the official name or not. That's just uh, kind of what I call it. And I was trying to remember if that was before or after uh, Leconte Ranger Station. It's before, I think. It's right around it. Yeah, they're really close to each other. Mm-hmm. I think it was before. Yeah, I think the direction we were going it was before. And Lacant was another. Lacant was another uh, interesting uh, ranger station because it was in those the ranger stations people just kind of mill around. <clears throat> and as I remember it, we were just completely exhausted, <laughs> and we drop our gear. We're gonna get a snack. We're gonna hang out and they had these really cool Adirondack chairs set up just off to the side, not in you know like the uh, ranger station proper. So of course you know we plop down, take a rest. And there must have been an alarm or something on those chairs because that ranger came marching out of there and kicking us out. And you guys can't be here. You can't stay here. And we're like, we're in the middle of nowhere. And there's Adirondack chairs. What do you want us to do? <laughs> yeah. We just kind of stared at him like, and, okay. Like, yeah, and, and he, was, he was civilized, but, you know, definitely, definitely meant business. He wasn't moving off of that position. And, uh, I don't know what he was saving them for. Then, then he gave us a, a, a little bit of uh, grace there because he was like, you know, th- this is only if you're like really unwell or blah, blah, blah. And, and we're like, uh, Mr. Ranger, sir, we're dog tired. So we're, we're really unwell at the moment. <laughs> in about 10 minutes, maybe we won't be so unwell and we'll be, at, we'll be on our I'll way. I'll be well in about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, he said, this, these are for emergencies only. And I said, this is an emergency. I need to sit down. <laughs> if somebody else comes in that's worse than me, I will get up. Absolutely. And, and that's where I think he was like, Fair enough. <laughs> Don't get too comfortable. 
And as I recall, we follow that, that river for the next, after the, after uh, the ranger station, we follow that river. It's going to be on our right-hand side. We follow it for a good, I don't know, seems like three, four miles before we get to the end of the, the mountains on our left. And we make that left turn into LeConte Canyon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's that, that long view down that, that Canyon, right? Or down that Valley. And I wonder who that uh, LeConte Canyon is named after, Doc. You got any information on that? That's uh, funny you ask, Chopper. <laughs> it's named for <laughs> Joseph LeConte Jr. Not senior, but Joseph LeConte Jr., uh, professor of engineering mechanics at the University of California and the second president of the Sierra Club following John Muir. And he was, he was president from 1915 to 1917. Very nice. Very good. And you make that turn into Lacan Canyon, and there's a great break spot there next to the river. There's kind of a, uh, a pool that you can kind of sit at it's, it's kind of at the confluence of two rivers. Um, there's a river to the, that's coming out from the left. And so Jukebox and I, in 2017, we sat there and, and took a break. And uh, it, was, it was really picturesque, just beautiful. Yeah, the bugs weren't that bad either. I don't remember them being a, a bother by the water. So it was a good spot, definitely. I remember dipping my feet in before the, uh, the long haul up all the way to the what felt like forever to get to the top of but we'll talk about the uh, golden staircase in a sec. Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys were lucky on your trip. Cause I just remember the bugs in that section. It was, it was a little bit wetter. It was, I don't know if the, the trees or whatever, but I, all I remember is bugs, bugs, bugs. It was a pretty warm day as we were heading up too. So yeah. yeah at that well, junction, that, at that junction, that's now the low point. We started out at the top of Muir pass. We've been going down downhill steadily. You, you get to, to about 8,000 feet at that uh, junction of those two rivers, you make the left-hand turn up into LeConte Canyon, and then you begin climbing again. And if you guys remember 2015, we camped at uh, Deer Meadow Crossing. And that was a, that was a mm -hmm. great campsite. It was wide and spacious. It was near the river. And I, was, I, I remember that campsite fondly because that was the first night that uh, actually uh, took, took a little personal hygiene and, and washed up a little bit. You know, we're three or four days into the hike at that point. And that was, it was pretty rough, but I remember getting cleaned up at that site. You don't want to jump into that too good. soon, that, that, that keeping clean stuff. I, I was building up a layer. I was building up a layer of protection of, of dirt against the mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a big wide campsite, a lot of logs to sit on and kind of hang yeah. out. It, it was at that point, it was nice to not be sitting on your bear canister for a, for a chair. Yeah, yeah for sure. And yeah, we all got chairs. Yeah, campsites like that, you know, where you get a, a little bit of a view or nice, they kind of, I don't know, for me, help you clear your head out a little bit. It just doesn't feel as packed in. You feel like, okay, I'm, I'm at a clearing. I, I, I can handle this. I'm a, I'm a little more in control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice fire pit too. It was a good night. Yeah, I think we were starting to feel better too, a little bit more acclimated at that point, and you know, our bodies were starting to be okay. I'm getting used to this. Yeah, after the first three yeah. days of climbing nothing but uphill and getting up uh, up over Muir Pass, this was our our first chance to descend a little bit and uh, maybe do a little bit more mileage and, and feel a little bit better about ourselves. Yeah, it, it turns out backpacking is a lot of going uphill and then going downhill. It seems to happen a lot. <laughs> yeah, the trail is the trail. <laughs> it, it is what it is. I've never heard right. that before. And I, I think that was a makeup day for us. We made a lot of miles. That was like a 15, 16 mile day too for us. That was, that, yeah. was, a, that, was, that was a long day. Yep, because we had, we had shortened up a couple of the days a little bit just to adjust to what we needed to do, but a little, little off itinerary and getting caught up there. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't too far after this that we met up with our, uh, our formidable foe, the golden staircase. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, one of the roughest things I think I've ever done in my life. I don't, it's, it's, it is tough. There's no way around it. It's up, 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 up. I mean, there's something about, you know, that one and then Mather passes right after it. And it's, those two are really difficult. Going up the Forester, I don't know if I was more acclimated. It's higher, but this day was just a brutal physical day. 
Yeah. Um, Golden Staircase yeah. is about 2,000 feet of vertical climb, and you're just going up these, these relentless switchbacks. And I got some great shots of the switchbacks in front of us and also the switchbacks behind us that I'll have to share on, on social media for this episode. Yeah, I remember Doc telling me about <clears throat> how bad this was going to be. And I remember I kept looking up to the right from the trail because you kind of hike up on the left side of the the uh, the canyon there. And then I kept looking to the right and I'm thinking, okay, that waterfall doesn't look like it's that much higher than where we are now. And then you realize, okay, well, there's a second waterfall past that. And so then you get up there and you're thinking, <laughs> okay. So there's another waterfall. And then on top of that, you realize, okay, I'm not even going to the right here. I'm going to the left at the end of this. And I remember it just seemed mm -hmm. like it was never ending. Like the, uh, the false top, what is it called? Yeah, false the false top. top. Yeah, just the false peak. Too many of those for me. I remember just getting in a rhythm. I was thinking, okay, hike these two switchbacks, get some water. Two switchbacks, water. Two switchbacks, water. And repeated that for, I don't know, a thousand or something like that. It was I was in the same mode. I think if I knew the trail, I would have done better. But that was, I was in the same place. It's like, okay, there's, there's the peak. No, that's not it. There's the peak. No, that's not it. There's, oh, God. It, yeah. just, it wore me out. I, I got lucky just the, the way it played out for me. Um, you know, whatever the circumstances were, the set of expectations or lack of um, I, I I didn't have a, a problem with the golden staircase. It was just just a commitment, you know. I, th I think kind of looking at what the map of the whole day was of okay, well this is going to be whatever percent of our day. Here I am <laughs> motoring through it, um, and and that was around the time that I that I figured out kind of a a way to help guide our pace just on how we were all reacting to it of when, when was a good break time and for how yeah. long. And that's know, the point we, we figured out more breaks more often. It was okay. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That, that was, that was definitely a transition chopper. You had the, those first three days definitely had this really strong, like gym mentality. Like, yep. well, let me just power through this set and I'll be fine. And it is like, you got to learn of like, well, there's another set after that one you just powered through, and another after that, and another after that. There's, there's That's why I was never a long-distance runner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, it, it was in the mix of that, just because of the, the way the mapping was, and, and I had been in front, and I kind of figured out, got, got this set of a pace that I sort of figured out based on my breath and what was working and what wasn't. And I remember we'd get to, you know, we'd take a break, and I would start counting in my head, you know, and I was, my deal was like, get up to 21,000. And it like clockwork, we'd hit 16 and Chopper would heavy sigh. He'd go, <laughs> it was like at the same, at the same count, the same pace every single time. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about it before, how much our, your expectations play into your experience. And so buddy, it sounds like you kind of, you kind of had the expectation we're going to be climbing for a while. And yep. we, we would, uh, I would, I would think, okay, We've climbed enough. I think we're close to the top, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't be at the top. And we come around the corner, and there'd be more to climb. And I'm like, oh my gosh, not there can't be more. You say we've climbed enough, yeah. like you created the mountain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think I, I was lucky enough to just sort of channel the the 99 switchbacks from from going up from Whitney Portal up to the summit of Whitney. That was just like it is what it is. You know, you'll you'll be done when you're done. So just go for it. Yeah. Did, Doc, did, you, did you feel better, Doc, the second time you did it? Did you have your head around it better? Well, um, <laughs> no. Jukebox is saying I don't even know what it was like the first time, but I don't think it was any improvement the second time. <laughs> so so you, Jukebox said it that we were, you, you kind of go up these switchbacks to the left of this canyon with a, a river in the middle of it. And then at some point you get to the top of the switchbacks and you kind of cross over to the right a little bit and it's kind of, it flattens out a little bit and then you turn a corner and then you keep going up and um, you think you're near the top and you're, you're nowhere near the top. You just keep climbing and climbing and you think you're there and you crest over the hill and there's, there's more to go. And so on the, the 2017 trip with jukebox, we came, we came across a couple of hikers going the opposite direction. And I, I, I was at my wits end and I said, dude, how much further to Palisade Lakes? It's got to be close, right? And he said, well, I'm not sure how, how fast you hike, but, you know, probably another hour or so. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's no way. And he, so he left. 
uh, he and his buddy left, and Jukebox and I came around the corner, and there were Palisade Lakes sitting right in front of us. The, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that he says that because as soon as those guys told us that it was an hour left, I remember coming, like, not quite the – the plateau but on the way up you kind of pass these little pond areas uh-huh. on the way to palisades lake and i said these could be the lakes for all i care we're gonna <laughs> stay here like that this will be water our, i'll take it i will claim these as palisades lake but he was yanking my That's chain awesome. said said it was another hour it was really less than five minutes so he, I, i'm sure he was chuckling Love as it. he was descending the the staircase there yeah, that, and that staircase really that that kicked my butt. We got the Palisades, and I was just hurting. It, having officially had altitude sickness, I know it wasn't that. I think it was just straight exhaustion. But I yeah. was rough. I was. Uh, I think I emptied the, all the uh, the snacks I had had on the way up the uh, staircase out on the side of the road. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I was not feeling good. Took a little nap and woke up, and I was pretty perky. I'm uh, I'm also looking through my photos from that portion, the uh, Golden Staircase up to Palisades Lake, and I have a lone picture of just a tree, and I think that that might have been the only tree on the way up there. I don't remember there being a lot of shade either. No, not not real close to the trail. Yeah, yeah, it's you have to kind of look out and oh, over there. Yep. Yeah, buddy. Hey, do you remember the conversation you and I had while Chopper had uh, he he was taking a nap after he emptied the contents of his stomach? <laughs> Uh, I, I will when you start humming a few bars, but uh, okay. I'm, I'm not sure what we were covering at that time. We, he was in rough shape. We were actually talking about, is he going to be able to finish the, the hike with us or is he, we got to bail oh, out yeah. at some point. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. And, and I remember kind of thinking, well, we, we just left, you know, Bishop pass in a long way. And that for, for, for somebody not feeling well, that's not really the way out. That's a, <laughs> that's a bruiser. None, so, none of them good. Yeah. Um, so but I, you know, it was funny. It's like I, I hit that wall, got past that wall, and I was feeling pretty decent after that. Although yeah. Mather Pass is another rough pass to go up. Yeah, before yeah, we get know. to – I didn't like it. Yeah, before we get to Mather Pass um, and Chopper's recovery, uh, Jukebox and I actually camped at Palisade Lakes in 2017. We found a campsite uh, next to a nice couple from Scotland. Uh, their trail names were Starsky and Hutch. So Starsky and Hutch, if you're <laughs> listening out there – uh how you guys doing good to talk to you um they 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 were a scottish couple and said yeah come on you you can camp right here next to us and and we set up our tents we we're both exhausted at that point and unbeknownst to me i set up my tent at the bottom of kind of a rivulet uh that as as it got darker and colder and a little more moisture in the air this water began to flow down the side of the mountain directly <laughs> towards my tent yeah i can't remember I, I don't remember any of that. I remember just waking up and him bragging about his MacGyvering, um, that he avoided the the wetness of the rivulet. But um, now, so hang on, before you go past that MacGyvering, I, I dug a I dug a trench and used rocks to divert the stream out of the entrance of my tent to to just miss me, and I was dry yeah. all night, so it was good. <laughs> um, the uh, Starsky and Hutch. Just on another note, I can't remember if it was Starsky or Hutch, but she made a comment about how red my calves were from being sunburnt. And I think she actually once tried to apply sunscreen to them forcibly. Oh, so <laughs> little, little nurturing, little care out there. Yeah. And I'll tell you about Starsky and Hutch. They were impressive because we woke up probably six thirty, six thirty in the morning and started packing up our stuff. We came out of our tents and they were gone. I mean, they had an extensive setup. They had a you know big tent. They have laundry lines going, chairs, everything else. We got up and they were gone, not to be seen. I, we didn't hear them get up in the morning. Didn't hear them pack up. They were stealthy. <laughs> that that is the you know the the gone never to be seen again is is pretty interesting. You know when you're one of the experiences I like think about dwell on you know, you're, you're out there and you're, you're traveling a whole day and you see a handful of people over the course of a whole day and, and that long thing. And you, you know, the, the buddy side of things or whatever, you, you talk to somebody for just five minutes and it's the isolation, the dependency on the knowledge of the other people. You're, you're like, yeah, that's a good person there, you know, and you have no, idea. no idea who they are and it doesn't matter. But in that moment, you're like, right on whatever you need, you know, I got you, you got me, we're good. 
Yeah. Like you were talking, Doc, I'm always surprised on those people who can get up and go so quick out of their camps. I mean, we never really took our – I mean, we weren't speeding out, but we didn't take our time. But it was, you know, 20, 30 minutes to get all our crap together, have a bite to eat and clean up and get ready. There are some people, it's like they get up in five minutes, they're packed and gone. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah and we did see Starsky and Hutch a couple more times along the trail. And what's funny is uh, when we hiked in 2015, guys – uh, there was not a lot of snow at that point. It was tra trail was clearly visible and we just made our way up to switchbacks. There's two Palisades lakes. You go along the, the edge of each of those and then you head up to, to Mather Pass. Um, in 2017, we finally caught up with uh, Starsky and Hutch as they were, they, we were hard scrambling over, over uh, boulders and rocks and snow fields. The trail was obscured and we we're going up a particularly steep section and she, we, we caught up to them and she was, you know, kind of on all fours trying to make the ascent uh, all the while cursing. Either she was Starsky cursing at Hutch or she was Hutch cursing at Starsky, just cursing a blue streak, a blue Scottish streak. It was it was funny. I felt bad for the guy. She was not happy uh, at her predicament, but uh, they made it up. Maybe she just needed a little sunscreen. <laughs> They, uh, the, yeah, when you talk about how different groups get up and leave in the morning, the difficulty of Mather Pass actually forced pretty much, it didn't matter what speed you were going at, at a certain point going up that snow and ice, we all kind of met up there. It was kind of like someone had just gotten past the tough part, someone was in the tough part, and someone just got to the, to the tough part there. So it was, it was good teamwork, though, because we were all helping each other out. So. And I've got a great picture from the top when Jukebox and I got up there. It, it looks like a mountain expedition because there's probably about 13, 14 guys up there. And some of them are, are standing at the edge, looking at the, the next, uh, the next section of the trail. Their, their, their brows are, are being shaded by their hands as they're looking out in the distance and other guys are sitting and opening their packs and, and getting out snacks. It just looked like an Everest expedition, you know, taking a break right there. Yeah. They, uh, there was actually a group of hikers. I think they were from Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but they were very passionate about hiking. They had a plan and, you know, I think they followed their plan most days, but we were up there at the top of Mather Pass. And I, I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent sure I heard one of the guys say there was, there was snow all the way down Mather, right on the, on the flip side. And he said, he said, I think I can slide down this. And I said, I don't know, dude, I don't think so. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Remember the nickname we gave him? I, I did. I uh, coined them the Credence Clearwater Revival cover band, the CCR cover band. Um, I, I honestly don't know if that was altitude brain, just thinking to myself, that makes sense, but that's what happened. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, it's uh, funny how those things make so much sense in the moment. You're like, this is the oh best thing God. ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember, I don't, I don't know if I mentioned it. Well, another one of the time we're chatting, but on, on one ascent, whatever, some nameless ascent, I remember thinking, wait a minute, this piece of the chorus of this song I've probably repeated it a hundred times without realizing it. It's just like, okay, there's a tune. It's in my head. I can't think. It's just on repeat. And, you know, could so couldn't think that I wasn't even bored of it. <laughs> yeah, now that you say that, that you get, you, your brain gets stuck in a uh, kind of a loop with stuff. You know, it, with you, it was a particular chorus. I remember having the same thoughts over and over again for a stretch of, you know, five, six miles. And I'm thinking to myself, I had to stop thinking this. I, I got I to think about something, something new. Um, it, it just kind of grinds on you. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's, I, my, it's, it's not complicated thinking either. It's just this loop. Like the, somebody picks up the whatever, somebody hits rewind and starts you back over. And you're like, that kind of gets, gets you through those long yeah. stretches, of those tough stretches. It's like I, my legs are on fire. My chest is on fire. I got to think about something else. Yep. Totally. Like, you know, a little song in my head. I'm like bobbing my head, trying to walk it along. Yep. Just something to get you through. And if you, if there's other people on the trail, I'll think about trying to reel them in or the, the person behind me, keep ahead of them. Just a little competitive thing. But uh, before we get up and over matter pass um, with the Palisades lakes, that, uh, that could have been some of my fuel as we were going up the golden staircase and stuff that, that I knew we were going to miss it. Um, Palisades lakes being, being a, a big time part of the trail and, and very popular. We, we were set to camp there um, 
on on that 2015 trip and then then when we got off pace it blew that <laughs> so there 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 was a little bit of a hard stone of grudge on my part that we weren't going to be able to camp at that spot <laughs> so that that might have been some of the fuel just the uh the peaceful quiet quiet acceptance of we're just going to march right on by <laughs> you no know, the yeah. funny thing is like i was looking back at my photos we didn't take any pictures of palisades or i didn't take any pictures i was just head down at that point could have been yep. the most beautiful place on the trail i was just like nope i'm trying to focus i'm trying to keep going <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's kind of funny because as you're hiking past Palisades Lakes, you are not really sure which direction the trail is going to take you. Right? There's you, mm -hmm. you could go off to the left over this uh, over this rise, or or you can continue straight uh, um, alongside the, the lakes and, and just keep going beyond in that direction. And we had a real. I, I know we had a, as we were hiking along, we had arguments about which way we were going to end up going. And yeah, we another up, one of those. Just, just some thoughts to keep you moving. <laughs> right. You think it's going to be left? You think it's going to be right? You know, yeah, you could debate that for 20 minutes. It might be left. Could <laughs> See, be right after all. You get super competitive about it. It's like, come on left. Come on left. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you guys were making an argument as you're trying to build an argument as to why your chosen path was the most logical. Um, exactly. 100%. I, I don't know if that helped. I think it honestly worsened my experience with Doc because – I was relying on him to be my guide. I was like, Doc, which way are we going? And so he's trying to think back two years ago. He's like, you know, I think we go this way, but I'm not sure. So meanwhile, I'm just hiking, you know, thinking we're going that way. I'm looking up to the right, you know, across the lake saying, okay, that, that looks like it's a long ways away, but we ended up going a whole nother way. You know, that is a surprising thing. Even though there's a handful of trails that cross, I never felt like we were off the trail. There was like one spot where it got a little funky, but it was maybe – 50 feet max that we got on a side yeah. trail everything's yeah. pretty well marked and indicated and you can tell where the trail is yeah jammer yeah, trail jammer trail is is well maintained and unless there's a lot of snow on the ground there was there was never a doubt right. as to where we were yeah. going big salute to everyone that works on that trail i mean to to allow that kind of experience for us it's awesome and if you guys out there are wondering why Mather Pass is named Mather Pass, well, it's named after Stephen Ting Mather, director of the National Park Service, starting in the year 1917. All right, and then once we got over Mather and we started heading down, we kind of had a different experience in 2017 than we did uh, when I was with you guys in 2015. 2017, if you remember, was a very high snow year in the winter. And so as a result, the the rivers were just raging. And I remember reading before our trip um, in 2017 that you had to find an alternate place to cross the South Fork, South Fork Kings Crossing because if you waited until you got to where the trail crossed uh, the South Fork, it was much too, much too wide, much too deep, much too uh, heavy to, to, to safely cross. And in fact, um, we had heard just before we left on that trip that a hiker, I think from Japan, had lost her life. She had tried to cross it alone and had been swept downstream. She kind of disappeared from the trail and nobody knew where she was until they found her, her body a, a few months later. So it was, it was tragic. And so that was weighing heavily on me as, as I'm, as Jukebox and I are heading down Mather, I'm thinking, okay, we have to keep our eyes open and find a place to, to cross the river where it's safe further upstream and not wait until we got down to that crossing. Yeah. I remember there being some confusion just because we were looking for signs because I think we had heard that there was a sign telling us where to cross. And I, I think we were just on constant surveillance, like, high attention as far as looking out for a sign. Okay, there's a log that seems like it's going across. Are we crossing here? Are we crossing there? But I think once we got to the, the big log, it was pretty stable. I think we were able to cross with our poles on the log too, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think it was – it wasn't anything like that treacherous. Like if you found the log, you were okay. Got yeah. it. That was, that was the key? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember thinking that this is probably the most dangerous part of our trip. Uh, that summer, we we were on a 125 mile hike, and this was a section that most concerned me. And so I was I was relieved when we were finally able to find that crossing point and get over it and be on the right side of the river um, before we got down to that crossing. Yeah, despite the despite the treachery of that uh, crossing, there uh, the way down from Mather Pass, I just remember it being beautiful. Like 
oh, just that descent down into the into the valley there. I remember you just seeing like a very wide landscape view of everything, just like yeah. clouds kind of being suspended in the air. You know, very very quiet. Uh, that was, I think that was one of my favorite parts of the trail for sure. Yeah, it's a really big bowl and it's really barren. There's not a lot around. It's a lot of gray, but like I said, snow up on the sides, even when, when we went through there, <clears throat> it reminded me of like going, uh, some scene from like Lord of the Rings though. It was just the you know, mm. rock everywhere. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Those are, those are the scenes that, uh, that for me just really puts you in your place. You know, I, I, I that's where it spreads out my mind of, Geez, the, the people a hundred years ago with the gear that they had and the no map and all of that and the and the space, how how massive this whole canyon is compared to a suburban neighborhood, <laughs> you know, it just gives you the sense of time and scale that's just mind blowing. And Chopper, I don't know if you remember this, but somewhere prior to to that hike down from Mather, um, we had you and I had had a conversation and I had, I had done something for you or I'd said something and you said, Oh, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a, a, a flour tortilla at our next rest stop. <laughs> and we got to our, we got to that rest stop and you, you looked at me and you said, I am not, I'm not dragging my bear canister out and, and uh, getting to the bottom of that. And I was, I was angry. I was angry for, <laughs> For, for the rest of the afternoon because I didn't get that flour tortilla from you. I don't, I don't know where I got the inspiration to bring a pack of flour tortillas for snacks, but it was just the greatest thing ever. High they quality. So tasty for no apparent reason. They have no flavor, but it was like the best. It was like you say, a little gift. Yeah. <laughs> Almost as good as Spam and Ramen. Oh, Ooh. now that sounds delicious. But, you know, you think of a gift like a tortilla, dangle it out there, and then you pull it back you you can't have it i that's still something to do to a guy i still remember the anger that i felt that's that's how that's how deep <laughs> it struck within me i was i was angry that yeah, uh, i mean maybe we can, we can take the pod we can take the pod on a little turn here we can work at, we can do some work with you <laughs> <laughs> so we guys can, uh, chopper bowl and time and space we can we can spread yeah, out and you can yeah. you know let it go I, I had cooled down by the time we reached our campsite and our campsite uh, with Chopper and Buddy in 2015, that was just past that crossing, the Kings River crossing, mm -hmm. uh, South Fork yep. Kings crossing. And it was, it was a nice campsite. Yeah, it was a big yeah. campsite, bear uh, canister, I mean, the bear boxes, uh, it was a crossroad of some trails. It was, uh, there was a lot of people, but you're, you're right. Um, when you're talking about crossing that river, it was a pretty good sized river, even when the, the year we were there. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine on a high, uh, water year that would be pretty rough yeah but there was a lot of people i remember a lot and and you know what what is a lot is it, is it 30 you know um and i wouldn't i wouldn't want every campsite every night to have a bunch of people around but spread out through you get to a place like that i i found it kind of comforting of just like all right we're we're all here we're all doing it there's i don't know if it's a tribal safety and numbers thing or something like that but it, it just uh kind of gives you a sense of peace and not that you even talk to them all but just okay that's they're a, over there we're over here okay we're solid that's the we're funny solid. part you never you don't really interact it's just like yeah i don't want to be too close but you know there's too many people around the, the worst part's in the morning you have to find a little uh, time for some privacy you know a place to dig a hole camp. sorry about that sorry about that <laughs> right right next to somebody's tent you think you found a quiet spot and you're on the corner. Whoops, sorry. I, uh, does it go through you guys' mind when you see somebody looking for a spot to dig a hole and you're like, don't you dare stop here. <laughs> but everybody knows where that guy's going. Move, yep. move along. Move along, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> now, if uh, coming down Mather, if it looked like Mordor from, from Lord of the Rings, uh, going up from South Fork, King's Crossing up towards Pincho, that had to be the Shire. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. It, <laughs> it was, was very cool. It was really lush, Scottish Highlands type of thing. Um, that was one of my. I think we talked about this before when we started at Pincho a couple episodes ago. That was one of my favorite passes. It's just it looks different. It feels different. Um, the rocks a lot redder, so it's got a totally different feel. Mm -hmm. I thought that Pincho was probably my favorite pass. Yeah, and I was looking at an elevation chart in preparation for this uh, for this episode, and it, it seems like it's it's pretty much all you're doing is climbing from uh, that river crossing up to Pincho. But I remember in my mind 
there being some pretty flat sections up there where we're just striding through some meadows with uh, marmots and deer and yeah. I think, it was a, I think it was a steady up, but you didn't have the switchbacks like some of the other passes where you, all of a sudden you're just going vertical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit flatter to get there. Yeah. I think before you get to those, uh, that steady incline up at the meadows and the lakes up there, I think there was like an 800 foot incline to start down from where the river is to get up there. Mm-hmm. I remember there being a pretty uh, steep incline sure. there, but it, it didn't last that long before we got right. to kind of that that uh picturesque uh place up there and that's the you know talk about expectations or just the the mental piece of anything like that when you're when you're doing heavy switchbacks and vertical there's just you don't really have much of a sense of progress about what you're seeing around you and and that's really what gets into your head you know I, i i would try to do little games with my head check you know altimeter on my watch and try to go by every 200 feet as a checkpoint you know uh, as just to kind of keep my pacing and do that and then look out at one of the peaks off to the right and see all right what what am i maybe halfway up that and you know just to give yourself a sense of pace so you don't lose your mind mm-hmm. now what do you guys remember from the climb up to pincho we, we get through the kind of the flat meadowy part and there's a couple lakes along the way and then uh, we start climbing up towards pincho and then off to our right is uh I think Marjorie Lake. Yeah, Lake Marjorie. yeah that's... and yep. I think we, we had a great day because it was a little bit overcast. So you had that kind of a steely sky, so a nice reflection. Everything was really calm. So the the, the lake was reflecting all the mountains around it. It was it was one of the uh, really cool spots. Like I say, the rocks are different colors, so it's a totally different vibe. But that was that was a neat lake. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was I was pretty excited by one of the pictures I took there. It was it was almost like a mirror image. Uh, the lake was so still and calm and reflective. It just it just popped out. I'll, I'll include that in the uh, the social media pictures that I post. And Lake Marjorie, in case you were wondering, is named for the daughter of Ernest J. Mott. And I have no idea who that was. I, I looked it up. <laughs> I couldn't find uh, who what the significance was of Ernest J. Mott. But his daughter Marjorie got a lake named after her so <laughs> Ernest J he, he accomplished some stuff because there's there's some mott named items out there so uh hey you know some, somebody somebody comment in on the pod and bring us up to speed on what what mott's done for us That's right there, you, lost, a, you lost a poker bed or something like that with uh, John <laughs> here. there was a mott there was a mott lake on the way down to red's meadow right mm-hmm. don't remember that i'll have to look that one up too yeah i think so so yeah, buddy, you're right. There is there is there are some Mott uh, named features out there. So let us know who is Ernest J. Mott. And they, we're we're coming coming to a part where I, I start to uh, be a little more I don't know vivid or real in some of my memories of the scenery because at, at this point with with some of our early adjustments and I'm in my head on the fly trying to recalculate our itinerary that that was taking up a lot of a lot of headspace for me. You know. The, those first few days and at, at this point we were we were pretty close to on track and so you know kind of kind of ease up my mind a bit on that one you could finally breathe yeah <laughs> stop, stop scribbling start scribbling out my my notes well nope not that one <laughs> yeah, chopper chopper if you remember the first four days all he told us was hey we gotta walk faster we gotta walk right. further <laughs> we're, we're behind we're behind gotta keep going the top of his the top of his list included get rid of doc and chopper <laughs> no 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 <laughs> if i don't know uh if you guys remember this as much as well as i do right now but when i'm recalling the climb up to pincho i remember just kind of going over some mounds like you're like okay let me get up this little mound here and then we're gonna walk mm-hmm. a little bit and then there's another mound we got to go up and then the past cut just kind of appeared out of nowhere you know kind of you're just like oh i'm here yeah yeah finally it's like that final approach kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, it was like it was like a sl- a softer slope to get to the uh, to the pass. Mm-hmm. That, and there was, yeah. Go ahead, Doc. I was just gonna say from from the top of Pincho, there were there were just great scenes on either side. Um, looking past mm-hmm. in, in the direction that we were going southbound, just a series of of uh, connected lakes and scrub. Yep. It was just it was gorgeous. It, there there was uh, 
you know, the, the image, the, the spectacle of a, of a true athlete. It was, it was on Pincho. I remember a guy coming opposite direction on the trail. Um, big, big, tall guy, young 20s. That he, he was probably a good 6'4". Um, and, you know, we, we're, we're working hard. Everybody is. But he's just in, in Tiva sandals and massive pack. Felt like as big as I was. And he pivoted and turned as if the pack weighed nothing and his stride looked like he could have carried another hundred pounds. And he just whoop, just floated right on past and down the trail. And I, you know, look over my shoulder and check in on his progress and <laughs> blink of an eye, he's down off the other side of that mountain. That's the like, funny thing about the PCT. You see that we, we stop, we have a snack, we get a drink of water, and we kind of hang out for a while. PCTers don't even take a break. They just keep on motoring. Oh, that's pretty. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Diff- different experience than what I want, but man, I'm, I'm impressed by him. Yeah, he was just gobbling up the miles. Mm-hmm. Crazy. All right, final thoughts about uh, Pincho Pass? No, like I said, that was just one of the, one of the prettier ones I, uh, I remember. You know, we, we talked about it briefly before. We, we met some cool people on the top of that one, took a, a lot of good pictures up there. All right. Yeah, well, go ahead. Is, go ahead, buddy. Is, 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 am I, I remembering right? Was Pincho where there was a section of it that was real razor sharp? For, no, for a second, you kind of hop over? <clears throat> that's Glenn. Glenn. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think you're thinking of Glenn. Yep, for sure. All right. So uh, I'm really interested to hear, guys, what we come up with for our pro tip insight of the week because uh, nothing jumps out at me, but you guys, are, you guys are pretty sharp. You might be able to come up with something here for our, our listeners out there, something they can learn from our experiences. Oh, well, the only thing I can think of is, uh, you know, when it's early morning and there's a lot of campers around, you should take that extra, you know, few steps so you're not, uh, not taking care of business in somebody else's campsite. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. <laughs> Take a few extra steps or get up a few few extra minutes early while they're still asleep. Right. <laughs> uh, to, uh, to allow time for uh, I, I, Chopper, I think, I think it was your brother and brother-in-law talked about the Cafe Express right. <laughs> before that train starts rolling <laughs> after your cup of coffee. I would say uh, an applicable pro tip for this section would be to pace yourself. I think – you know, if, especially if you're targeting the southern half in isolation from the whole JMT, I think it's important to remember as you're coming down Muir Pass, you know, there's, you know, you're going to have a golden staircase coming up soon. And when you get to that golden staircase, you know, make sure you have your water, make sure your group's in rhythm, uh, you know, don't leave each other behind and just know that you'll get there when you get there. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Tying into that, um, I, I would also say there's a few days in of, of a good backpacking trip, you you get in that zone. You know, your your mind is out there. You know, you're done. You're you're not totally missing home and all those thoughts that go with it yet. You're, I, I think you're kind of peak experience. Um, you know, maybe three days in, you're heading to four days in. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. I always used to to say when when we run, when you start running, uh, never give up. Uh, before the first 20 minutes. If something hurts you, give it at least 20 minutes to warm up. And I think you're exactly right in this, buddy, in that you, you've got to give a through hike or a section hike at least three days. So you hit your rhythm and you get your, your bearings and your feet under you and really start to appreciate what's out there. That's a, that's a great point. All right, buddy, buddy wins the pro tip for the week. Okay. <laughs> nice job, They're buddy. All good tips. Show off. No, 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 no. I, I don't expect, you know... No tortillas, no deserved. <laughs> no no tortillas for you. <laughs> Chopper wouldn't give you one anyway. <laughs> you say, oh, these tortillas are so good. Hey, so look, there's a marmot. <laughs> Throw it over to the marmot or something right in front of you. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. That's it. Episode 18 is in the books. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I want to thank my team of co-hosts for helping me out here. What section should we take on next, guys? We have, well, a, what do we have, we have left. I think we only have two left, right? The southern end and the northern end, I think. Double check me on that. I think we've covered everything else. Let me take a quick look here. We've got um, – we haven't talked about Garnet Lake to Tuolumne Meadows. Right. Or Tuolumne Meadows to Happy Isles. And now we have uh, on the southern half just uh, Vedette Meadow to Mount Whitney left. 
Yep. All right. I'd and be uh, that to Happy Isles. You could probably do it in one shot too. Yeah, I agree. I'd be excited to talk about Vedette to uh, Mount Whitney. I think we'd uh, both of us would have some equally exciting stories about what Lady Forrester had to offer. So. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Let's uh, let, let's get into that one. I'm thinking that we want to explore. Um, that that might be a two-parter. I may, I may want to save that one for last. I know we've been kind of jumping around the trail here in our in our section analysis, but that might be a good one to finish on. Uh, either Vedette to to um, Happy Isles or not Happy Isles, um, Whitney Portal. Or maybe break that up into a couple. Maybe we should talk about the northern half, that that uh, Garnet Lake to Happy Isles section next. Yeah, maybe you can get BA to join in too. She was on that section. That's true. That's true. BA and Big E. Okay, that'd be great. All right, we'll plan. We'll plan for that then. Sounds like a plan. Deal. Uh, remember, if you're interested in being a guest contributor for the John Freaking Muir Pod, there are a number of ways to get in touch. There's email at johnfreakingmuir at gmail.com, as well as Twitter at johnfreakingmuir and Instagram, John Freaking Muir. And for clarification, there is no G in Freaking. Uh, happy to, I'm looking forward to hearing from our trail correspondent. Maybe he can share some more stories with us from past trips um, since we're not out on the trails yet and you can't correspond from the trail yet. Uh, but looking forward, that was a good episode last week. I don't know, Chopper, if you had a chance to listen to that one. Yeah, uh, it was kind of humbling how little we've actually done when you hear something <laughs> like that who's been all over the world. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he really got into a rhythm and, and did a good job sharing his experiences. So nice job, Rob. That was a good, good listen. Okay. Uh, that's a wrap from the John Freaking Muir studio. Any final thoughts, guys? No. Just uh, ready to Thanks get back on the trail like we keep saying. Actually, uh, the original plan before all the shutdown is uh, I should be at a Zion right now. He and oh, I man. campsite. We were supposed to spend some time on the way to Boulder for the – for the graduation, so. Hey, uh, I have a final final thoughts for uh, Alabama by hook or by crook. We will get to your state. Uh, if I have to, if I have to drive or fly or hike there myself to play it on my phone, we're gonna get there. Just so you know, we're coming. <laughs> you got nothing else. We want to you, Bama. Now. You can just we drive want to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you for tuning in, and always remember: the trail is the trail. It doesn't care if you want to go downhill. It doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite. The trail is the trail. Embrace the suck.